Hello friends, welcome to the SOS Podcast. I'm your host Carl, thanks for joining me. Today's scripture comes from the book of Acts, chapter 18. I'll be starting in verse 5. When Silas and Timothy arrived from Macedonia, Paul was occupied with the word, testifying to the Jews that the Christ was Jesus. And when they opposed and reviled him, he shook out his garments and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent. From now on I will go to the Gentiles. And he left there and went to the house of a man named Titius, Justus, a worshiper of God. His house was next door to the synagogue. Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed in the Lord, together with his entire household. And many of the Corinthians, hearing Paul, believed and were baptized. And the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, Do not be afraid, but go on speaking and do not be silent, for I am with you, and no one will attack you to harm you, for I have many in this city who are my people. And he stayed a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. The other night I had this dream I want to share with you. I was sitting in a room, I don't know, it was like a living room or something, I don't know, and there was a a guy sitting next to me, and next to him was a friend of mine. And this friend of mine was having a conversation on the phone with another friend of mine, and this guy was holding the phone, and it was on speakerphone, so I could hear the whole thing. So the friend on the phone starts talking about her day, and she's talking about this relationship that she's in, And she starts talking about things that are not cool. They're not Christian. She starts talking about this relationship and it's clear that there are some ungodly things going on in this relationship. And the other two people listening on my end of the phone call are just not being phased by it at all. They're just saying, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, that's nice, stuff like that. Well, my ears perk up because I wasn't quite sure I could believe what I had just heard. And so I stopped the conversation. I say, excuse me, did you, did you just say X, Y, and Z? And she says, yes. And there's kind of silence and nobody seems to think this is a big deal. They keep on talking. So my friend who's on my end of the line starts kind of chiming in about the same thing. And so I stop and I say, hold on a second. I hear you guys talking about this topic, and I just want to say I'm pretty sure we're all in agreement that that's not something that Christians should be doing. The Bible says this is wrong. I just want to make sure, like, is this, do we not agree with this? And I get silence. I met with no response whatsoever. And after a couple seconds of silence, they start talking again. And I'm kind of getting heated now because I'm thinking to myself, what is going on here? Is this is this like a hidden camera show? Have I just landed in another alternate universe and something's weird? Like this is this is just not right. So I stop the conversation again. I say, "Excuse me. I just asked a question. You guys are talking about this, and that is biblically wrong. It's what scripture says. Do you not agree with me? Do you not agree that as Christians we should not be doing that?" And then I woke up. It was the weirdest dream. And when I woke up, I was asking myself, well, what was this dream about? Is God telling me that there are some things going on with some of my friends that I have to address? Is God giving me a warning that maybe one of my friends might be on the wrong track and I have to keep my eye out? And then I remembered that the night before that dream, we had Bible study. 
and I was teaching on the Beatitudes and something came up during that Bible study that has come up, it seems like, in every single Bible study the last two or three times we've met, which is taking a confident stand for Christ in the face of opposition. Sometimes that opposition is the world, but other times that opposition is not the world. It's home, it's friends, it's family, it's other believers. I think the dream that God gave me was a little bit of a confidence boost for me. Because you know when you're in a dream, you don't realize it's a dream. You think it's actually happening. So what I experience is I'm dreaming about some weird situation and I respond in a, I guess, a natural way because I think this is really happening. And then I wake up and I say, oh, I guess that's how I would handle that situation because that's how I handled it when I thought it was actually happening to me. So I had this dream right after that teaching. And I'll tell you, there's one thing about teaching the word of God is that it, it kind of puts you in a, well, not kind of, it puts you in a position to ask yourself, am I prepared and equipped to put into practice what I just taught? It is so important that your actions match your words. You got to practice what you preach. You can't get up in front of a bunch of people, whether it's two people or 2,000 people, and tell them, this is how you should live your life because it's the godly way and it's the right way. You can't do that and then walk out of there and do the total opposite, right? You can't tell them that we have authority, power, confidence to do X, Y, and Z. And then when it's your turn, you don't do it. You can't do that. You can't live like that when you're teaching. So for me, I felt like God was giving me that dream for probably a couple different reasons. One reason was definitely to show me, look, when you're put in that position, have confidence. I will give you the courage to say what you have to say, even in the face of people you love who might not agree with you. And you know, the Bible talks about Jesus and how he separates people. He says, if you don't hate your father and mother, you can't follow me. Well, no, he's not telling you to hate your parents, but what he's telling you is, when you have to make a choice between them and me, you better choose me. So you might encounter people you really love and adore in your life sometime soon who put you in a position of having to make that choice. And you might ask yourself, can I do that? What happens when I really, really love somebody and I really want to accept that person? But in order for me to accept that person, they require that I accept their sin. Do I say, yeah, that's love. That's how you love somebody. You take the whole package. Or do I say, no, love is for me to want you to be free from your sin. So I accept you, but I desire a good change for you. And that's what I'm going to work toward. When you have a brother or sister in Christ who should be living according to the word and isn't, and it's brought to your attention, and it brings you some kind of conviction, and you feel like you should speak up, do you speak up? Or do you say, no, forget it. I don't want to ruin a relationship. I'm not in a position to judge. It's for them to figure out with God. I'll tell you, I got some Christian brothers in my life and sisters 
who I really love because they keep me in check. They are not afraid to call me out when I make a bad decision, when I'm clearly not doing the Christian thing. Those people are necessary for my growth, for my walk, for my Christian life. I mean, we are gonna encounter situations where we just make bad decisions. We rationalize to ourselves why something that isn't holy actually might be good for us. We trick ourselves. We trick ourselves into doing bad and stupid things. And I'll tell you what, we need confident brothers and sisters in our lives who are willing to step up to the plate and be honest and real with us and love us enough to correct us. Because it's not about judgment. It's not about ostracizing people. It's not about making people feel like, well, you know, you're the one bad apple in the bunch. No, it's about love. That's why Jesus wants us to change, not because he hates us the way we are, but because he loves us enough to want to set us free. That's what salvation is all about. That's what following him is all about. It's about freedom from sin. That comes from a place of love. Taking a stand for God in opposition, even in opposition to people who you admire and care about, people who you don't want to have leave your life, but who very well might if you speak up on his behalf, I mean, that is all about love. We have to have the courage not only to do the right thing, but to say the right thing and to guide people in the right direction when the Holy Spirit leads us to. The concern is always the same. The concern is that if I open my mouth, something bad is gonna come of this. Someone's gonna leave me. I'm gonna have to deal with some kind of argument. I'm gonna look like the judgmental, self-righteous Christian that I'm not trying to be. We can't worry about those things. We just can't can't change other people's perception of us. We can't change if other people misinterpret our intentions. All we can do is exercise our discernment and ask God to honor and bless our obedience. He knows that this is a difficult thing for us, and he will prepare us for that. Whatever he calls me to, you know what? It's going to be all right. Difficult positions we're going to get through. God will always take care. If we're obedient, if we're following his will, if we're living according to his commands, then we have to rest on him. We have to rely on him for things to go as they're supposed to go. We just honor him and we honor his will and he will honor our steps. Father God, we thank you that you've put us in a position of spiritual authority on this earth. Help us, God, to appreciate the responsibility and the privilege, the honor that comes along with that. Father God, that we would exercise that spiritual authority correctly, according to your will. Make us bold, God. Make us courageous, God, and make us loving, God, when you call us to those difficult conversations or those difficult situations. When you give us an opportunity to honor you before men and women, God, that we would please you by doing the right thing, by taking the right steps, by saying the right words, and doing so in confidence. Father, we love you, and we can't wait to see you face to face. 
In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good day and God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the Sold Out Soul podcast. If you would like to sow financially into the work that we're doing here, please visit soulsrestoredministries.org and click the donate button.